Thank you for your assistance, Ashley. I very much appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> Just to make sure we're, we're all on track. Thank you for the hand gestures. Yeah. Welcome back, everybody, to the Novel Society podcast. What's up? Yay! Oh, man. We're, we're sleepy. It's the heat, y'all. Yeah. And it's Sunday. It's a chill day. Yeah. But we are excited to discuss Heartstopper Volume yes. 2. I love this series. Oh, bitch, when I tell you my heart. Oh, right. They're adorable. They are so adorable. It's so reassuring. They are green flags. Yeah. Both of them are green, green flags yeah. all the way. Yeah, that's so fucking true. I yeah. need so overwhelming to get bombarded with so many green flags at once. I know. Like, you feel like your heart's going to explode. Yeah. Oh my god! Especially the reoccurring joke, inside joke. Like, why are we like yes. this? Oh, oh it was so sweet. It was so sweet. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah. I loved it. <laughs> oh, yeah, and I loved to like just how supportive Charlie is of Nick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the amount of times Nick was apologizing for like not really being sure of what you know what his sexuality is and like last episode you mentioned you felt like you thought that he uh, might compare himself to ben which he did in this volume Mm -hmm. and so him comparing himself to ben and then charlie being like no 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 no, like it's okay you know take your time you figure this out i'm gonna be here regardless like i just sat there i was like this is oh my god I know. And it's it's like it's so perfect. It's so perfect because in the first book, it was Nick always comforting Charlie, making sure Charlie was good. And now you get to see like that reverse where Charlie is making sure that Nick is good. I love the level of self-awareness these two have and they understand like the importance of mental health. Oh, yeah. And how if you are not in good mental health, you will not make a good partner or friend. And I love that they realized that so early on and took the right steps forward to do as much prevention as possible and preservation. It's such a beautiful thing. Where we left off was him not being sure like he ran off after he kissed him and him not showing how to respond. Like we just left off with like him trying to text a, a reply to him because he kept apologizing. I'm so sorry. I kissed you. shouldn't have done that. Blah, blah, blah. And then we find out in the very beginning that he enjoyed it and he, he wants to do it more. Yeah. But bitch, not Nick showing up at Charlie's house because he didn't know what to say and he wanted to oh like God. talk to him in person. I love that. When that happened, I was like, oh, Because they were both struggling and like Nick definitely regretted the moment he left Charlie alone. Uh And that was like very clear as day. Like you both said, he was having a really hard time trying to articulate like words, like trying to just be able to say it. And like the fact that he was just like, it's raining. I'm just going to show up at the house. And I love how he recognized I rather him understand that I'm confused. Yes. Then him let me avoid him while I'm confused and not understand. Yes. Exactly. And I love that he always kept that line of communication going, never wanting to leave enough room for him to start having self-doubt and like, you know, in negative thoughts and stuff. Yeah. It was such a green flag. This changed all my perspectives on because you know I love red flag relationships and Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We do. <laughs> we know. <laughs> I love enemies. Enemies to lovers. I love it. A part of me thought, like, will this be too cute? And I thought it might be too, but bitch, no, I love it. Like that's why I'm like, did I just do a 180? Do I like romance now? Like I, I think you do. You know, 
because I'm used to the, I hate you so much, throw you up against the wall. There's so much sexual tension and then kissing. <laughs> not the, this is like, not that. Not the, I like you, but I don't know how to tell you. And I like you too. And oh my God, we should like go out. It, like, I'm not used to that. But the funny thing is, is like, this does give you tension. It's just sweet tension. You know what I mean? Like, they're just so sweet with each other that when they do kiss and they're both blushing and it's semi, not like awkward, but just kind of like, oh, like hesitant and stuff. It's just like, this is so hard. Like, it makes you smile. Yes, it makes you smile and giddy. And every time I read it, like, my shoulders come up to my ears and I'm like, mm. kicking your feet and you're giggling and you're just like, okay. Markel's like, what are you reading? I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> it is cute. But, you know, I've only seen this kind of writing, honestly, from Alice Oseman. Like, I, I love how she represents mental health, but in a positive way, mm-hmm. because we've read fantasy that has elements of mental health. It was so freaking traumatic that you had to, like, recover. Yes. <laughs> but this is this is different. This is very different. And I love how it just pays homage to relationships that are going through these things. And you don't have to know right away what your orientation is. Yeah. It, it, they open that conversation. You just go with what you feel. Whoever you like is who you like. And then you don't have to yes. explain anything to anyone. Exactly. And sometimes you don't even know yourself and you're just you're just going through the motions. The most important part is that they make you feel good about yourself and make you feel like you don't have to change anything. And I feel like that is kind of like her message behind this in navigating those conversations. Yeah. Okay. I want to bring up before we move on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nick standing in the rain, smiling at Charlie after he kissed him goodbye. When he ran after him? Yes, he was like, Nick, wait. Was I the only one that felt bad whenever, like, they would try to attempt affection? They had to, like, look both ways. When someone walked by. I felt bad, too. Like, I knew that it wasn't the same situation as Ben. Right. And Charlie knew that as well. Like, I get that he was trying to make sure that Nick felt comfortable. But I was also like, oh, you shouldn't have to hide. But the other thing was he wasn't he wasn't ready just yet. Yeah, that, that was what I was going to say. I was going to say is it was kind of like, like, I did feel bad for Charlie in that aspect because Charlie is out and proud. But like in regards to Nick, I was like, OK, I get it, though. Like, I get that you're you're just not there yet. It was almost a little bit of like when Charlie did it, it was very much I personally feel like respect for Nick's feelings and and the sister or her or her oh, little remark yes, I like, was like that's right well done <laughs> that right and I was gonna talk about the birthday celebration at the alley where he really like he was getting pressed by his friend and he's like he's straight you stop liking him and he you know he promised to keep it a secret so he was like no he's my friend he's different you just get to know him trust me trust me and I mean he was being really pushy about it like like I forbid you to like him and I felt bad because Nick heard it and he felt some type of way because his friends have a reputation you know and he's like no he hangs out with those guys so you already know that Nick's just like that because those are his friends and people are just like their friends and I love that even through all that pressure Charlie kept his promise to Nick and I was like he's my friend just give him a chance yeah yes okay in that aspect that little section right there I really really dislike his best friend Tao, that, right? that was like his best friend yeah mm-hmm, Tao. towards the end after he gave his whole spiel of like this is just gonna hurt you in the long run like you're always doing this we saw him comforting Charlie and stuff I was like okay yeah he's being mean not mean but yeah he's being very very straightforward about it but it's because he truly truly loves 
Charlie as a dear friend and just doesn't want to see him get hurt the way he was getting hurt before and was being bullied and, you know, has probably seen all these other heartbreak. And I was like, I get it. Do I like how you went about it? No, absolutely not. But I get it. No, your approach was awful. Yeah. I was just really proud of Charlie in that moment for, you know, saying like, trust me and also keeping Nick's secret because I know he wanted to tell him so bad. And a part of me kind of felt that when he told Tara and Darcy, you know, he didn't ask. He didn't ask Charlie to do that. He just went because he felt comfortable. And I guess a part of him also thought this was like a thank you because he knows that they were close. And it made them both feel better. Like it was like double beneficial for both of them to have someone that they know would respect their relationship and someone they can confide in and be, and be like a safe place. Mm-hmm. And the way they lit up when he told them, I was like, that's the kind of support you need from your friends. They were like, oh, yes. Double date. That's amazing. They- it was the fact yes. that right after they were like, we got to go on a double date. I was like, ah, oh, yeah. Right. Like, yeah. Like didn't even blink, didn't even like question it. No. They were like, oh, my God, this is so great. And I also think that like I wasn't mad at Nick for just going ahead and, and telling Tara and Darcy. Yeah. Because I feel like I feel like that's what Charlie wanted along. And he's just been like, you know what, when you're ready to tell people, then then you tell people. Exactly. Like, I'm not going to pressure you to do that. And so, like you said, he felt really comfortable with Tara and Darcy and just wanted to let them know. So I feel like Charlie had already gave him the go ahead. And him not even knowing that that made Charlie feel so much better because he thought that him and Tara were a thing. Right. <laughs> it was such a sweet moment. It was such a happy moment. Like it, it made me giddy. I don't know. Like, I don't know if I was projecting Charlie's emotions on it or Nick, but like just seeing them super excited about being out. Then they had to be like, wait, are we really boyfriended? Like, are we? Yeah, we have to have this conversation. <laughs> them having the date at the beach. It's like, oh, oh are we, uh, so cute. Are we boyfriends? Do you like me? Like, I thought you would have known that from the last 10 times that I made out with you. Oh, so cute. They're like, why? Why are we like this? It's like you have to hit them in the face with a fucking two by four so that they actually yes. get it. It was really, really sweet. It was. Now, what about hanging out with Nick's friends? Bitch. I hate them. Bitch. I hate them. <laughs> I was ready to set fire to the whole movie theater. Everybody's going to burn. Harry was an asshole. Harry's a dickwad. Harry's a twat. That's what he is. And he told him, too. And when he when when he got into the altercation with him, I was like, that was very well deserved. Oh, absolutely. The only thing I was mad about was that Nick stopped beating him up. <laughs> and the moment that he stopped, Harry was like, oh, let me get my punch in real quick. That one punch. That right. one. Pu- I'm in. Like uh-uh. Nick should have stomped his ass. Thanks. The, the funny part was since he overheard Charlie's conversation with Tail, how being bullied made him not want to go to school anymore, whatever. And everything that he was, you know, the, all the names he was called, Harry, like, reminded him about it. There were specific things that he said that reminded him of that conversation. It just triggered him. And you can tell that he just blacked out. And he confronted him like a grown-ass man. He was mm-hmm. like, all right, what's your problem? Say it. You know what I mean? And it was all over after that. I was here for it. And, but Harry definitely got what he deserved. I definitely reread that page a couple of times. <laughs> it was so satisfying to watch. It was. I loved it. And then the best outcome out of that, or the result out of that, was the conversation that Nick had with his mom in the car afterwards. Oh, my God, yes. Mm-hmm. When he like basically told her that he was bi, because she, because then the funny thing was she was like, "Listen, you don't have to say that you like girls if you don't like girls." And he's like, "No, no, no, that's not it. Like I do, but I also like guys." And it was so so fucking cute. 
also, she's like, I wasn't born in the 1920s. Like <laughs> That crap was hilarious. You know what's funny? My grandmother was born in the 1920s and she would have known instantly. <laughs> <laughs> my grandmother had an on-point gay radar. Oh, my God. But um, I love how that moment really made him reevaluate who do I want to surround myself with? Mm-hmm. And instantly he knew, I'm getting rid of those friends. Uh, they, they, they shouldn't make people that you know, I care for, feel like shit. Right. And he told them outright. And I love how he said, I just thought if they knew how cool and lovely you are, <laughs> they'll change their mind. Charlie's like, lovely. It's so <laughs> adorable. I love the way Nick talks to Charlie. Yeah. It's very endearing. He's so like gentle to his yeah, soul. Yeah, exactly. You I know. know. It's adorable though. And I think that's what makes it so sweet is because you know that Charlie was bullied. There was like nothing hold back. It was some stuff in there that I was like, okay. Yeah. And then like you to know that that was Charlie's backstory to then have this guy talk to him in that way. It's just it's so sweet. You know what I mean? Oh, I just I love it. I love it. I also just want to touch back really quick on the conversation with Nick's mom. Mm. And just again, her being so open and being like just so there for him and actually telling him like I'm sorry if it ever felt like you couldn't tell me you know like I love you no matter what I also love it and she's like and I don't care if he's your boyfriend he can't come on vacation with us because the tickets are already paid off yeah she was like listen I understand I know this is new but um I'm sorry but the tickets have been booked the activities (laughs) the hotel has been booked he cannot cop. We're not adding <laughs> another person to this. Can we talk about the Harry Potter cameo that came in here? Yes. Are you house Slytherin? Did he say, are you house Slytherin? That was, that was no. the line. Because he was talking, he was telling him the story about the fight. And he was like, he really deserved to get punched. And he's like, oh my God, you're such a Slytherin. Yeah. He's like, and, and you're Gryffindor. Gryffindor. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this is relatable. Oh, my God. I don't think Charlie is Slytherin at all, but Nick is definitely Gryffindor. 100%. Oh, Nick is Gryffindor. I would say Charlie is like... I thought he was Hufflepuff, but... That's what I, that's wrong. immediately what I thought. I was like, he's definitely a Hufflepuff. At least the version we get, we get of him. Yeah. Because he's been through a lot. Yeah. But can we also talk about, like, Nick was talking about his friends. Charlie was like, oh, well... These two were very nice. Like, he was still trying to salvage the friendships for Nick. Nick was like, fuck all that shit. Right, like, like it was clear as day to Charlie that uh, they really don't like me, but I'm going to say nice things about at least two of them or so. That I think that was just an attest- a testament to, like, how such a, like, how gentle of a soul Charlie has. He's gone through all this. There's no bitterness. And, you know, it, Charlie told him, I'm used to this. Like, I'm used to this type of treatment. But for Nick, this was the first time. And Nick's like, what? You're used to this amount of hate? Like, mm-hmm. And he's like, that can't be safe. That can't be. He really wanted to break that curse. I, I think he did a good job. I think so, too. I really do. I think that, that Nick is exactly what Charlie needs. He is. Mm-hmm. Can we also just agree that Charlie is better than, than us? Because if Nick was like, I'm going to go back right now and I'm going to beat all their asses, shit, let's pull up. I got the bat <laughs> in the back of the car. I would have drove the car and would have drove the car straight up. I was just like, you were, you were, that's a solid like human being. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I would have been like, oh fuck yeah. Let's go fuck these, these people up. Yeah. Right. Exactly. But I love how he's showing him the difference between there's people that'll say they'll defend you and there's people that'll defend you. Exactly. Right. But I also love that he did it in a way where he didn't do it in front of him to make him feel uncomfortable or embarrassed. He waited until he left. I appreciated that. I think if it were me in that situation, I just probably would have popped off right then and there. But he, 
he waited. And I, I didn't think of that. But, you know, you live and you learn. <laughs> that's, that's the difference between you know, every single one of us. You know, and the fact that Harry told him he's used to this. And I was like, whoa. That right there. That's why he got punched. Yep. Can we talk about the photo boot? It was so sweet. It was so cute. And the fact that we got to see the photos afterward and they were just adorable. Oh, my God. I know. I died. I died right there in that moment. And I, my soul went to heaven. I like, when will it be my turn? Oh, Ashley, stop. <laughs> it was so cute. I love that he was so intentional with where he brought him because he wanted to bring him to a place where they both felt safe to just be over each all over each other. Mm-hmm. And then the photo booth so they can like have a memory of that and take it home. Like, oh, I love that so much. Mm-hmm. Like, it was a, it, it was an adorable first date. Yes. Yeah. First formal date. I was so upset that I love the way that it ended with his with him telling out his or telling his mom coming out to his mom finally. But I was so upset that it ended. I was like, wait, this is why I bought the third volume right away. Like I bought the second and third one right back to back because I was like, I yeah, no, I'm not going through another cliffhanger. Girl, <laughs> tell I was me, like, I'm not doing it. Tell me why I went to books a million. I bought every single one. I bought the second, the third and the fourth on the same day. <laughs> Marco was like, you were going in there for one book. What happened? This is one book. It is one book. What do you mean? If you put them it's together. It's a continuation it's- of one story. Exactly. <laughs> it's one whole. <laughs> long book and the reason why is because he's running in the ocean saying i like charlie spring just for that alone just to find your purchases yes for those books that's (laughs) it i want to tell you it it was really hard for me not to go immediately in the volume three it was really hard really yes i was like if i don't wait for them I'm going to spoil things and it's going to be over. It's what, yeah, that's exactly why I didn't read volume three either. Like I finished volume two yesterday. I even bought a buffer book. So I was like, that way I don't go ahead. <laughs> Who does that? I bought a buffer I book. I bought a buffer book. No, I get it, bitch. I get it. Because if not, I'm like, well, fuck it. I'm just going to go ahead and, and keep finish going. This shit. Yeah, you need something else mm-hmm. yeah. to distract yep. you. Yeah, I get it. But I love how that moment made me charlie cry oh because he was so happy yeah and he's he's feeling everything we feel now but obviously he's, he can tell people and he can be rest assured and he doesn't have to live in like confusion and doubt i love it i love, I it. love it so much it's crazy too because like when i used to get my period i was never super like super super emotional like maybe i would get angrier faster but never like mm-hmm. teary-eyed heartfelt like emotional and reading this, I was almost crying. And that will continue throughout the years. Your hormones have changed. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, my God. My heart's supposed to be made of stone. Not every Stop. Um, <laughs> on that note, we will also be continuing on to volume three. I'm excited. Yes. So am I, actually. You guys want to do a watch along with our oh, listeners? Oh, my God. Yes, we should. Let's do that. Popcorn, wine. Or hard liquor. <laughs> well, you know, Morgan's always looking for excuse to get tipsy. Hey. I wanted the nice, smooth night. And Morgan's like, no. Turn up. I'll <laughs> get crunk. Oh, bitch, you did not just say crunk. Did you say crunk? I did. What year <laughs> is it? I don't know. In this hot house, I don't know. My brain is frying. So anything you'd like to see from Nick and Charlie in the future? I want to see that. Bitch, if it gets any more cuter, I'll die. I want to see Nick 
holding hands with Charlie, kiss him in the hallway, past all his bitch-ass friends, and then if they have something to say, Nick beat that ass again. Oh, yes. That's what I want. That, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll be down for that. That makes a lot of sense to me. I want to see the blend between Nick's world and Charlie's world. Yes. Like their friends start to hang out with one another or, you know, they get accepted in each other's worlds. I, I want to see something to the effect of that. I just want to see the double date. Give me the double date because oh. I think it's going to be like overload cute. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I just I want the double date. I want the, the double date uh-huh. between Charlie and Nick and Tara. And um, what's her girlfriend's name? Darcy. And I also want to see like that barrier broken where, you know, the jock is with the nerd. Ah, yes. And not only did they do that, but they're both males and it's okay. And it doesn't have to be a big thing. Mm-hmm. It's just love. Like, I want to see that. I agree. Before we wrap up, too, I want to see more of the fucking uh, teacher, Miss Singh. Yes. That bitch is always on point. She's like, mind your fucking yes. business. Don't be a fucking cunt. Yeah. You know? No, legit. Literally. I love her. Like, I that's, love her. That was the meaning. She keeps those kids in line. If it don't involve you, don't talk about it. Like, it, it's not for you. Like, I, yeah. Uh-huh. Your name is Bennett and you're not in it. Exactly. <laughs> mind your fucking business. Like, mind your business. <laughs> You you mind the business that pays you. That's that's what you mind. Mind the exactly. business that pays you. Thank you. And, you know, you got to think it from her perspective, too. This is probably not the first time she's seen it. She's been a coach for how long? You know what I mean? So she's seen these things develop. And so she to her, it's nothing. I love her. I love her as a character. She's the teacher that every high school needs. Like, Agreed. I think I would also like to see more of, like, the parents' involvement and how they reassure them and how, like, that family aspect because... You know, we know that can be a tough challenge. I would like to see that as well to see how they navigate that. Okay. With that being said, are we cool to close out now? Thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Don't forget to follow us on social media at the Novel Society Podcast on Instagram and on TikTok and at the Novel Society Pod on Twitter. With that being said, be on the lookout for um, the live that we will be doing. And we see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.